Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, this is Joe Castellano from thesportsvirus.com. Welcome to the Inside China Basin San Francisco Giants baseball podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, featuring players like all-star catcher Buster Posey. It's about, you know, just going out and, and trying to have passion for the game that I've loved since I was a kid. Inside China Basin is brought to you by Sun First Solar, known for delivering solar excellence since 1984 and recently voted best solar company in Marin County. We're also brought to you by TPC Harding Park, the only public golf course in San Francisco offering golfers the opportunity to play where the pros play. This week's guest is Giants catcher Tyler Heineman. But before we get to that conversation, I want to tell you about my favorite golf course, TPC Harding Park in San Francisco. It was an awesome PGA Championship at TPC Harding Park in San Francisco, won by Colin Morikawa. We'll always remember the shot he hit on the 16th hole. And now the course is open to the public. And if you're a resident of San Francisco, visit TPC Harding Park and purchase your two-year resident card, giving you immediate savings on golf and other programs at the park. Cut your green fees in half by purchasing your card today. Visit www.tpc.com slash Harding Park for more information. And joining us now is Tyler Heineman of the San Francisco Giants. And Tyler, thanks a lot for taking some time with us. Uh, good to meet you here on the phone. Uh, you know, first of all, just playing COVID baseball this year. You know, it's unusual. You're getting a chance here at the major league level that uh, you haven't had uh, as many games like this before. So what's the overall experience been like? It's different for sure. You know, I mean, I was up last September, um, so I was able to get the experience that, that most people get when they when they get up to the big leagues, but, um, you know, it's, it's baseball. It's the same, um, same guys are playing, um, and, you know, kind of same team camaraderie. Um, and the protocols are a little different, but they're, they're in place to keep us safe. So, um, you know, once you get used to that, it's really kind of just goes back to normal. Um, I don't really notice it too much. And being on the road like you guys are right now as we're chatting here, uh, you really do have to stay focused. Uh, you know, we've seen most of the players be able to do that. Is it a challenge? Because, I mean, I guess it could be kind of boring to just be in your hotel when you're not out at the field. I mean, you have to think about baseball, I guess, all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, like you said, it, it, it's a challenge, but um, I think it's risk worth worse, uh, risk worth, um, versus reward. Um, you know, I think most of the guys, uh, especially guys on our team, just that we're, uh, you know, we talk daily about it. It's, we're not really, the choices we make are not only affecting us, they're affecting our teammates, our high risk teammates and coaches. Um, you know, so I think if you take that into consideration, um, it, it gets a little bit easier to just stay in your, your hotel room and, watch TV, watch Netflix, read a book or, or do something. It's really, you don't really have that much time um, when you're playing games at night to, to kind of go out and, and eat breakfast and do anything like that. So um, it kind of goes by quickly and it's not, it's not too, too bad, but um, you know, I think just taking into consideration just the high risk got people and, and, you know, with the 
Cardinals and the and the Marlins just how how quickly um, it spread throughout the clubhouse when a couple people did make mistakes uh, is telling enough that this is extremely viral and you know it's best if we just can hold off for two and a half months or whatever until the season's over. You know, you know, a team that's going through a season like this, knowing that it is a sprint and not a marathon, I would think has a sense of urgency every day. And it seems like the Giants are handling that really well because this team has made some comebacks. Uh, you know, you guys aren't out of the game. So what's that been like for you just as far as the team and the uh, confidence that it has when you guys are sitting there down a few runs late in the game? Yeah, I think, you know, just we just show a lot of resiliency. Um, you know, the guys, our, our veterans are stepping up in, in big situations. Hunter Pence uh, has been struggling, and yesterday he came up huge. Um, you know, I, I think, I just think that they're, they're unwavering confidence, and, and that comes uh, with experience, but they're, they're unwavering confidence in themselves and in their ability um, just keeps them ready for, for big moments. And, you know, uh, again, Brandon Crawford, too, he had a single up the middle to, to go ahead yesterday. But, um, like, they've been playing in the game for so long. They know their ability. They know how good they are at, at, at the game. And um, I think that, you know, just if we string a few things together, um, it's just stuff just continues to roll and roll and roll. And, you know, we're, we've been in a lot of games, and we've lost some games. Um just we've been in I think I don't even I don't want to say, I think we've been in probably almost all the games there are a couple of games that that cut a little bit out of hand but um you know we're we're right where where we want to be I think if we tighten up a few things um you know I, we we can uh, get on a hot streak Definitely, uh, you know, defense sort of stands out as a thing that needs to be tightened up. Uh, certainly the Giants could play better defense than what's been going on. Has that been a conversation? I mean, what do you think the team can do to do a better job in that area? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to speak for, for the other players, but for me specifically, you know, I, I've had some some uh, problems with some catcher's interference, and, and it's me trying to, to go and, get a little bit closer to, to frame pitches better. Um, and, you know, it's just, a mis- it's just, they're just some mistakes that uh, I think come with a little bit of experience. And, um, you know, I think some of our, some of our errors have been just us trying to, to be perfect and just us trying to do too much uh, as opposed to just relaxing and, and letting the game come to us. You know, you, you see guys like Longo and Crawford, um, these guys that are that are multi-year Gold Glove winners, they they just kind of they anticipate everything being hit to them, and they already know what they're going to do with the ball before before they get the ball. You know, we had a first, or sorry, we had a bases loaded situation yesterday. Longo gets a ground ball, not that hard hit, uh, goes towards the bag at third base. He steps on the bag and goes to home. And we get a double play. It's like he, he just he already is thinking about that before the ball is hit to him. Um, and you know, I think if we just continue to try and anticipate the you know where we want to do or what we want to do with the baseball, um, we're gonna have we're gonna be in a better position and kind of more relaxed when 
the situation arises and um, you know, I think I think the mistakes are gonna are gonna start to be limited. Well, I'm glad you brought up that play because Longo made that look so easy. I mean, he just stepped on the bag and and then you know a little off balance and made it look very smooth. And, and you know, mentioning the uh, catcher's interference and trying to steal some strikes, you know, frame it better. Uh, how much of a challenge is that? And now, what are you up to as far as making the adjustment? Maybe the other way. I know Gabe Kapler said he didn't want to go completely the other way, where you're back from the plate. So, you know, what kind of trial and error have you had as far as trying to avoid the catcher's interference yet getting those strikes framed? Yeah. So I think I think the biggest thing is is knowing who's hitting and knowing who's on the mound and kind of being cognizant of my setup. Um, it, all of the, so the three that I've had, it's, it's crazy to think because, you know, I think I've had one in my minor league career, which, so it's, it's a little different, but um, yeah, the three that I've had have been um, with left-handed hitters. And I believe it has less to do with how close I am to the hitter and more to do with my setup. I, I think I, I turn a little bit too much Um like have a little bit more of a side saddle stance and it allows me to bring my arm forward a little bit more and kind of reach a little bit farther. And I don't think that does me any good, especially on lefties that usually enter the zone pretty deep. Um, and so I think it's just, I think it's me being aware of who's hitting and kind of being aware of my stance and my distance from the beginning and knowing that I am going to be able to get to the pitch at the bottom of the zone and still frame it for a strike um, without being super turned and close to the hitter. We'll have more with Giants catcher Tyler Heineman right after this. Jones goes back, back near the wall, shading the sun, and he dropped it. He lost the ball in the sun. Let's put the sun to good use at home. With a Sun Power residential solar system, your Sun Power elite dealer, Sun First Solar, has a wide range of financing options and they provide the finest customer service from start to finish, regardless of size or scope. Sun First Solar offers the highest efficiency systems, newest technology, and the best warranty in the world. Sun First Solar offers the most competitive price while not compromising on quality. This summer, let the sun heat your pool and eliminate your energy bill. Don't drop the ball. Call Sun First Solar at 415-458-5870. That's 415-458-5870. And get your Sun Power solar system today. Well, a couple of really good things have happened uh, lately. Uh, On Tuesday, you threw out a would-be base dealer at third base just fired it over there, and I would think that gives you confidence. Plus, hearing a starting pitcher, Kevin Gosman, credit you for the way that you call the game because I, I know that catchers always take pride in that. Uh, you know, it's not easy when you, you know, you've know you got a veteran pitcher and he knows exactly what he wants to do, and when you get on the same page with him, I would think that there's a great satisfaction in that. Yeah, you know, I think, I think well... I'll be honest, there are a lot of people that'd be able to call a game with, with Kevin on the mound uh, that specific day in L.A. I mean, <laughs> his, stuff was, his stuff was incredible. It's some of the best stuff I've ever caught. Um, his location was on point. His fastball was 97 and 99. Um, his changeup was great. He didn't have to use his splitter too much because that's the pitch that they were looking for the most, most of the time because uh, that's kind of his bread-and-butter pitch. 
he just blew guys away with his fastball at the top of the zone and then mixed in the changeup and the splitter every once in a while uh, with the with the slider on top of that. But, no, I mean, it, it makes me feel good that, that pitchers, um, you know, are – they're they're on my side and they and they know that I put in the work and I I'm there for them and you know my job behind the plate is to get them through their innings and to do the best I can so I have to do my homework um every day make sure that I'm I'm kind of scouting these guys as much as I can that that helps with our scouting department um and then just kind of committing it to memory and then going through game situations uh, while I'm on the bench, uh, before games and stuff like that. So, um, you know, really my job is just, is you want to win behind the plate. As, I mean, you want to win in general, but like, you know, regardless of how you do offensively, defensively, like your sole goal as, as a catcher, mine personally is I just want to win games and help the team win as much as I can, whether that means I get a couple of hits to get a, you know, a couple guys in or move a guys over or, you know, catch a good game, block block some pitches. You know, it 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 varies from day to day, and I think that's the beauty of of being a catcher. Um, the most important thing is just, you know, kind of reading swings and being able to call a good game and and be in there for your pitcher so he has confidence to throw whatever he wants. What kind of a test is it to catch Taylor Rogers? Because I know catchers, uh, when they have to catch a knuckleballer, which is pretty uh, <laughs> unusual, there aren't many knuckleballers these days, that can bring a lot of fear. But with Rogers, with that delivery, the submarine style, that's unusual as well. So I'm, I'm curious how you go about catching him if it took a little while to get used to it. Yeah, so I, I, had, a, I had a guy in college um, – his name's David Berg. He he played uh, in in pro ball for a little bit, but he's like kind of probably one of the best closers. I mean, considered just numbers wise in uh, in college baseball history. He went to UCLA, and he had a similar kind of wind up and everything. And and uh, he was thrown from down there. Uh, at first, with him, it was incredibly difficult just because it changes your sight line changes, right? You you're looking out towards the the window of of where you think a normal arm would come right and then you're you know you're so you're zoned into that area and now you have to realize that you have to not look to the right or the left of the the pitcher's head you got to look like near his foot and so it's just it's it's tougher to get used to but um so i had a little bit of trouble with that in college in the beginning but then you know rogers i think the the biggest thing is his slider kind of rises as opposed to uh sweeps and goes side to side it kind of just comes up so um just being able to make sure that my vision and my focus is actually in the window of where he's going to release the ball in time allows me to to be able to see it and and make my move as a catcher we'll continue the conversation with giants catcher tyler heineman in just a moment We all know that solar systems make financial sense and environmental sense. And when it comes to choosing the best installation crew in the business, Sun First Solar should be your first choice. Sun First Solar has provided solar excellence since 1984. They are SunPower Elite Commercial and Elite Residential Installers with a reputation for technical excellence, innovative design, fair pricing, excellent customer service, and end-to-end quality and competence. 
Sunfirst Solar is a family business devoted to treating their employees, customers, the community, and the environment with respect, and they are devoted to renewable energy and sustainability throughout the Bay Area. There is no roof or project that is too complicated. Sunfirst has successfully installed solar on Spanish tile roofs, metal roofs, and very steep roofs. They also have extensive experience in solar ground mounts and solar pool heating. Competitive pricing, expert consultation, and the best warranty. Go local and get your Sun Power solar system from Sun First Solar today. Call Sun First Solar at 415-458-5870. That's 415-458-5870. You know, last year you had a really good year at AAA. I mean, you hit 336, 13 homers. 990 OPS. So I would think that gave you a lot of confidence coming into this season. And this has been an, an interesting one uh, because, you know, not only because of COVID, but, you know, when you hear that Buster Posey is going to opt out and, and for good reasons, and then, you know, Joey Bart is not going to be on the roster. Now you're the guy. I mean, you're, you know, one of the guys now on the roster, but you're going to get a lot of playing time in the major leagues uh, where you had, you know, like you said, a little bit of time there with the Marlins. But has this all sunk in for you, everything that's happened here? in the last uh, month or so to give you this opportunity. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely. I, I just think, um, you know, I think the quicker that, that I can um, realize that it's it's the same exact thing as the minor leagues, just on a bigger stage. And, um, you know, pitchers are a little bit sharper. Uh, some of them throw a little bit harder and, you know, their stuff is a little bit better. Um but as a whole, it's it's the exact same game, and, and the sooner that I can, you know, take it like that and and feel confident in that, um, I think that my my skills and and you know my hitting will kind of turn around. Um, you know, it it sinks in, uh, it sunk in early on, but uh, I think the last you know week and a half, two weeks, um, it's just been about it goes back to normal. It's been about grinding, trying to figure out, um, you know, what you're doing well at the plate, what you're not doing well at the plate and, and, and kind of trying to work on, work on those things. So when it comes time to, for the game at seven Oh five or whenever the game starts, you know, you're just competing against, um, kind of whoever's on the mound and it's, it's you versus him and, and you're trying to do the best you can. You mentioned the team being resilient. What about you? I mean, you made UCLA as a walk-on. And by the way, uh, a USC grad doing this interview here. So, you know, that makes it really tough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Brandon Crawford and I have a lot of problems. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, but no, yeah. making that team as a walk-on, did that kind of, you know, carry you to where you are now as far as just, you know, having that kind of uh, perseverance in your life? Yeah, it definitely had a – had a, a big part in it. I think the, I think just being able to just know that, you know, you can, when you work hard and it, it sounds so cliche, but like, if you work, if you work at it and you really want something, um, that things can be done and you can achieve your, your goals. It sounds super corny. And, you know, I've had, you know, I do sometimes do Q and A's on Twitter and stuff. And people ask me questions like, you know, how, like, how do you get to the stage that you're at? How do you do this stuff? And, and my answer is always the same. There's, there's no shortcut to success. It's, it's work. You know, some people have natural born blessed abilities beyond other, like beyond the normal person. 
mm-hmm. but they still have to work at it. And, you know, like, I think there's an adage or something that like, uh, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard or something like that. Um, I think that, I think that you, you, you can be, you, you're in control of your, your own destiny. If you really feel like you deserve it and you're willing to put in the work. So there's going to be ups and downs. Um, it's, there's a down for me right now. I'm, I'm not hitting the ball very hard. Um, but you know, it's instead of kind of focusing on, on what I haven't done in the past, I don't know, 20 something at bats. It's what can I do starting from today on and how can I work on like, what am I not doing at the plate and how, how do I work on, um, trying to minimize my my errors like my my swing errors or, or what I'm swinging at or, or all that like how do I minimize that and then move forward um, and that's just time in the cage talking to the hitting guys looking at video it's it's just it's just work but if you if you don't really I don't really consider it work so it's fun for me but mm-hmm. you know if you if you consider it work sometimes it, it can be over overbearing. Just a couple more things here before I let you go. I mean, it had to be so special to play against your brother, Scott, when the Rangers were playing the Giants. I mean, that, that has to be a dream come true. How are you and your brother reflecting on that opportunity that you had? Yeah, so, you know, it it's awesome. I think, you know, I've, I've talked to a couple people about it, and then I've talked to my brother. I think it's not going to really sink in until um, either after the season or when we're both done playing uh, in our careers. Um, you know, the moment was special, but, but once, once he got into the box, it was, it was literally another Texas Ranger that I was trying to work on getting out. Um, which right. is, it was weird to say, I, th- I thought it would be, I thought it'd be a lot more surreal and, you know, wow, we're at, we're at the big league stage. I'm, I'm calling a game against him. He's in the box. But, um, you know, once, once the game started, it was, Giants versus Rangers and we want to win this game so I think at the end of our careers or at the end of the season it might be a wow that was a that was a really special moment um and you know we we will think back about on on like a Thanksgiving dinner or something like that and and talk about how we did and and what was going through our mind but like until that point it's I think him and him, him and I have the same mindset of you know how do we continue to to stay up here and and produce and that goes from day to day working 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 and trying to get better so that you know when it comes time to perform you know you're putting yourself in the best position to be successful when he hit that home run when it left the bat what was going through your mind uh honestly i thought it was a good pitch uh selman threw a, a a great pitch. We had him two strikes. Uh, it was fastball up and away. It was up out of the zone and he hit it. And I, I, he didn't really hit it that well. Um, uh, he kind of missed it, but it just, he hit it in the right spot. And I, I, I was like, okay, you know, maybe it's going to be a double, maybe it's going to be caught in the corner and it just kept going and going and, and it snuck out of there. And I was like, wow, he, I, I kind of like shook my head and, gave him props because I think that was a a really good swing with two strikes on a pitch that was up and out of the zone. 
and he, somehow he kept it fair and and was able to put enough on it to get it out. All right, and the last thing, you never forget your first hit, but how about yours? Your first major league hit last September was against Jacob DeGrom, who won the Cy Young Award in the National League. Uh, what do you remember from that moment? Yeah, so that was um, it was awesome, but it, you know, I I hadn't hit in you know I had a couple of at bats early on being third catcher. You don't you don't really play too much, but I had a couple of at bats. Uh, right when I got called up on the fourth and the fifth, um, and then I didn't get in a bat again until the twenty third or twenty fourth. I don't remember the exact date. Um, and because we had guys like Curtis Granderson, Martin Prado, Neil Walker that that weren't starting, and they were getting all the pinch hit opportunities, and rightly so. Um, but our, our pitcher was struggling, um, and his spot was due up second. And it was early on in the game, and you know there was two outs in the inning. Uh, and, you know, Mattingly called down and said, hey, Heinemann, get ready to hit in the second spot. So I didn't really have too much time to to kind of get ready to go. So um, it was it just happened really quickly, and then all of a sudden I'm up at the plate. Hadn't seen a pitch in 20-something days, and <laughs> I told the hitting coach, I was like, I, I need to take a pitch. Um, and I took it. I took. He's like, okay. I mean, he usually gives you a, a pitch to hit early on, like – it usually like throws fastballs to to guys early on. I was like, I, I got to take it, and so I took it. It was ninety eight on the black, <laughs> and I was like, Wow, I got to get going. He like because the ball kind of jumps on you. Next pitch, he throws he throws it to me, and I I'm on it. Just foul it back. I'm like, Okay, I got my timing down. Look up at the scoreboard, ninety one. It was a changeup, and I was like, Oh gosh, okay, I really need to get going because I'm late. And then he threw one up and away. Um, and I was just honestly trying to foul it off and fight it off because it was dotted up and away. And uh, it stayed fair. Um, <laughs> stayed fair down the line and got a double. And it was special. And he was a, he's a great dude. And, uh, you know, he, he signed the ball for me. Um, some of the guys, veterans on our team said, you got to get him to sign a ball because, you know, <laughs> not too many people get their first hit off at DeGrom. So, um yeah, it was a special moment. That's awesome. Tyler, thanks so much for the time. Good luck to you and the Giants. Uh, and I know it's a long road trip, but you know you guys are hanging in there through everything, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on. Thanks. That's Giants catcher Tyler Heineman, a conversation that we had on Wednesday. Join us again next week for another edition of Inside China Basin on the Believe Podcast Network. For now, I'm Joe Castellano from thesportsvirus.com. Thanks a lot for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.